Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode with the Ballistic Bong. Uh, it has been quite some time since I made a podcast. Um, not that I've run out of stuff to say, but there have just been so many things going on and uh, not everything leaves me with enough of uh, bandwidth to get my thoughts together in a bit more coherent manner. I mean, I could ramble on. I mean, I can do that all day. But um, yeah, we're on the threshold of something fantastic. It's the Christmas holiday. And um, the Christmas holiday has become very special for us for the last uh, almost, what, it's been six years now. My son joined the school where Christmas break was fairly longish. And my husband happened to be with the company at that point of time where uh, there was a mandatory shutdown towards the end of the year. So the number of days that they were off would always sink. And we would just take off for some place. Uh, it's not that we didn't spend any time at home, but it was definitely one of the highlights of our year. We would uh, plan these nice trips, nothing terribly luxurious, but always a lot of fun. And best thing is I got to do what I really like to on trips. That is either take pictures or read or just observe people. Um, I'm, I'm not always as hands-on a mother as I... Uh, I need to be. Um, a lot of my enjoyment from being a mother comes from observing my child and observing him in such a way where I don't have to engage him. You know, I like to see his expressions. I like to see how he's problem solving. I just like to see his reactions more than anything else. And over the years, I've started capturing that with the camera. And um, he's a beautiful child. Um, I can't get... Uh, I mean, I, I can't say this enough. He's a pain in the ass, but he's a beautiful child. And um, this beautiful child has been, you know, uh, struggling and basically trying to make sense of a world where his classmates are in a virtual world and, you know, teachers talk to him from inside a laptop and every bit of work that has to be done has to be digitized and then submitted and um, while he's extremely um, tech-savvy, as most children are of this day and age, but it's it's actually taken a toll on him. And he is someone who really needs to connect to something before he can even start giving it what, uh, um, in terms of commitment and attention, a situation or a task requires. I mean, there are kids who are either eager to please or, you know, they just have that much of self-esteem and uh, they just want to be thought well of and they just want to be praised because they did something good. But um, my, my son possesses that gene in a very small measure. Um, he needs to like a teacher. He needs to like a subject. He needs to like the setting. And there are a couple of, you know, shoulds and musts and all those things that get into the picture before he feels comfortable enough to you know, really show what he's capable of. And it's something we're trying to see how we can ease him out of because life rarely gives you those kind of opportunities where you can tailor make everything down to the last detail, you know, or down to the last atom and then start to react to it in a manner befitting. But he's 11, so um, I think he has a couple of years to go before reality bites and you know he's like okay fine whether I like something or not um, this is the bare minimum that I ought to do not that I can do 
because I know he's quite capable and this is not just a mother talking. Um, the amount of time and effort that goes in making creative excuses for getting out of chores and things like that, that child is not lacking in intelligence at all. Um, he can't lie to save his life. That's fantastic. But which also means a career in politics is out the door. Um, but having said all of that, I'm, I'm just so happy that today um, is the last day of school before the Christmas holidays kick in. And the school authorities have been merciful enough to not make it a full day. They've made it a half day. And I've been rejoicing since yesterday because in the last couple of months, especially in the last two, I have become a guard dog, you know, whether I'm standing right in front of him or whether I'm just around. It's like I sniff out the moment he is tiptoeing past a place where he's not supposed to be. I sniff it out or, or my ears just prick up and I'm like, okay, my child has exited the room he's supposed to be in. He's no longer actively engaged in the class he's supposed to be in at this time. And he's doing something unproductive. And, you know, I would immediately just go and, you know, kind of confront him or stand in front of him and with the typical hands on the hips. And I'm like, are you doing something you're supposed to be? And half the times... Poor kid, he's just, you know, scuttled back to the class or, you know, he just, oh, man. And there was such a sad, defeated slouch to his shoulders. And it's not that he hates school. It's not that he hates studies. It's just he associates school as actually being a physical place where he goes to every morning and the, the huge playground that they have and the birds that roam around there and actually seeing people in class and having the whole trappings of um, you know, uh, school, the way a, a child understands it. And while um, there was a gloss on doing online classes, it wore off very quickly for him, faster for me. And having to kind of, I mean, just imagine those movies that we would see, Home on the Range, the old westerns or whatever. You have a sheepdog and the sheep are just running here and there and you just have a dog running to kind of corral them and, and make sure they don't just run off, uh, you know, all over the place. And that was me. That that has been me. And I'm just so glad because life has changed significantly. Most mothers, the moment they know that there is a big holiday coming up, they just make this huge things. How do I um, keep my kid busy? What can I do? Um, how, how many days uh, to go before school reopens? And now I was just waiting for the holidays to come in solely so I could stop being that one really, really hard-to-please taskmaster who would kind of always come and burst his bubble the moment he was like, okay, done for the day. I'm like, well, are you? You sure? You know, that little thing left there and or he'd just be winding up and about to shut his laptop down like, have you taken a look at everything again? Have you seen that there's nothing left? So I, I've basically been, um, yeah, I've been that, that huge pin that constantly comes and keeps bursting his bubble or that big balloon that makes a child happy. And um, while um, I don't mind doing that for a few things, because as a mother, you have to keep your child on your toes, their toes rather. But having to constantly do that, having to constantly be the voice of someone who's saying, this is still left, having to constantly say, well, you know, you thought you were free, but eh, guess what? There's still so many more things to do. So for the last couple of months, I feel like I'm the one who's constantly been pulling him back. 
and now I am so ready to just let go of the reins. I mean, I really don't care if I have to get up at five in the morning and take him for cricket practice and then again take him in the evening. I am just so happy that that continuous bombardment of data and and the screen and all of that is just going to lessen significantly for him at least for a month and um, more importantly I hope that this is the time that the teachers are going to use because I was dealing with just one kid here and those poor people were dealing with anything from 15 to 16 kids and each one of them spinning merrily in their own orbit somebody sulking somebody bleeding and you know the goody two-shoes who always want to answer even before the class is over and it's just I'm I'm sure the 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 multitude of things that the teachers had to deal with, you know, that was massive. So I can't ever picture doing that. It's it's tough for me to deal with one kid at a time and and so many of them did it really gracefully. Um a lot of them not as gracefully as I might have expected, but you know, I I can't take somebody to task for something that I don't have the chops to do. I mean, I can do it, but uh it's it's better not to point fingers and say, why couldn't you do this any better, you know? So, and um, I have news. I have news. We are planning a holiday. I'm saying planning rather than planned because I still have to work out a few things in the whole uh, the logistics part and the safety part. But this year has been um, a watershed year for my husband and I because we haven't spent enough of time doing the things as a family as we normally do. We've lost out on a couple of holidays this year. And um, we try very hard to make these holidays count because majority of them are holidays where while we do end up in a resort or someplace and there is some amount of screen time, there's a lot of family time. Either we drive down someplace or, you know, we, we spend at least 80% uh, of our time with our child and we haven't been able to do that because there have not been too many places to go to. And we're driving down to uh, one of the favorite spots that we have as a family. It's going to be on the beach. And, and I'm really hoping people are not going to act like complete morons and act like the world is coming to an end. And everybody just crowds in in one place, forgetting any kind of any sense of hygiene and sanitation. But um, I'm really looking forward to this road trip because... Uh, while the are we there yet start pretty quickly there's that's a different kind of a normalcy children get to be children grown-ups get to be grown-ups and you know you get to express your impatience and even if I go with we'll get there when we get there at least this is something I have some kind of control over you know when my child asks when am I going to get back to school I have no idea you know ask uh, when he asks when am I going to stop feeling bored about my classes I have no idea when he asks me when is all the homework going to stop and I'm like, well, if you get through 12th grade, maybe then, you know, but um, this is the time that we're actually going to disconnect from the the heaviness that has kind of been on our heads about um, having to make a lot of adjustments. And while we've weathered it very well, we went through the whole COVID scare in our immediate family, then in the extended family and touch wood, everybody's come out of it quite well. I'm it still sits very heavily on my head that I haven't been able to see both my parents enough this year. I haven't seen my dad since last December. I saw my mom briefly this year. Thankfully it was just, you know, I mean it was for a week, but at this point I'll take whatever I can get. And my son hasn't been able to see his 
grandparents who he loves excessively. <laughs> so there are a lot of things I do feel bad about, but when I look at the bigger picture, it could be so much worse. At least my parents are safe somewhere. They have people looking out for them. Uh, my father-in-law, despite being fairly um, elderly, he manages everything so well. He's completely independent. My kid came out of, you know, having coronavirus without a scratch on him. And if anything, he was bouncier than ever. So, yeah, good job, COVID. And and for the most part, we've we've actually been able to hold our shit together. You know, we nobody's had um, an excessively bad case of cabin fever. Nobody has lost their marbles. We've been able to step out every now and then. We've we've been having food out. Um not as frequently, but occasionally. So it's not that things have come to a grinding halt or we're depriving ourselves of anything. It's just uh, we're doing less of it. We're, we're not as self-indulgent as we used to be. I'm not able to travel without a significant amount of risk to myself or anybody who I go meet. And, and that bothers me because those are not things I ever had to consider before. Uh, I could step out of the house without a mask and gloves and sanitizer and while as a mother I usually have wipes and this and that I mean a woman's handbag especially after she becomes a mom god I mean everything but the kitchen sink as the saying goes but um, I think we've we've more or less made our peace with uh, living in a world with restrictions and it, it's not like we're living in a concentration camp and everything we have a lot of freedom but um, freedom which has to be used very responsibly. So while not wearing a mask is not like signing over a death sentence, but it does come with its risks. Not being cognizant of the fact that if I go to a place which has people in close quarters and if it's something that I can avoid, but I do just out of wanting to alleviate my boredom or just wanting to indulge myself, there are repercussions of that as well. So having to think more before we act, having to think more or being very conscious about what we do, where we go, who we hang out with, those are the kind of things that we never had to think about before. And I, and I think that sits heavily with us because we, we do like some amount of spontaneity in our lives. And uh, the only spontaneity I think I've been capable of in the last couple of months is saying, okay, today I'm going to cook this or today I'm not going to cook at all or what the heck, I'm going to read a book about Trump and, you know, put aside nonfiction for a while and just read fiction. I mean, it's it's not what you would call a huge change. Um, so we've been trying to mix it up in whichever way we can. And I am glad about a few things. I'm glad that um, my husband is extremely level-headed. You know, the man is not prone to meltdowns at all. And um, when the first lockdown was announced and it looked like it was going to end up being something long term he told me to sit down and make a list of the kind of things that we consumed in our day-to-day -day life and how much I thought we might need if we had to stay indoors for about two months we made a list he immediately went and got it he juggled his work um, then helped out around the house way more than he ever has because we, we do belong to that privileged set who can outsource our work. We have someone coming and helping with the cooking and cleaning. We have someone to, um, you know, pick up after us quite a bit. So while we are not these extremely hedonistic, indulgent people, we do have people picking up the slack quite a bit. And to have to just rely on each other 
um, while still keeping an eye on our child, making sure that we didn't deviate too much from our routine. I don't think it would have been possible unless, you know, he'd really set the tempo. And, and he's a pretty busy guy. And in the midst of everything, when time was permitting, he managed to go and blew off some steam and, and play his tennis, came back, coached our son in maths and science, played with him in my house. And I say my house because part of it is about to fall off because the two of them kept playing cricket inside the house. And um, there are definitely some very weird shaped um, marks on the ceiling right above my head, which was not there before. The couple of cracks in the false ceiling where we have these concealed lights and wires, which were, again, not there before, but it's a small price to pay. It's a small price to pay for keeping uh, a fidgety, hyperactive child cooped up indoors. And um, if I had to do it all over again, yeah, I would. Because um, we've really learned to cope. And I know a lot of people who've been through worse times might be listening to this and saying, what did you really have to cope with? So you washed a couple of dishes. So you made food for your family. You know, it's not like you're living on welfare. It's not like you really had to tough it out. But when you're used to life being a particular way to have to recalibrate it and to have to do it within an X amount of time because you are not being given too much of time to get used to things, that's not easy. And for the most part, we are so used to people taking care of so many of our needs and requirements. Sometimes when you just sit and think about what you need to do, you don't even know where to begin. And I think that was the problem that I had. I knew I had to cook. I knew the dishes had to get done, but I had a huge starting problem. Should I keep the dough ready? Should I chop the vegetables? Should I get my kid up? Should I focus on breakfast? Do I uh, order out for breakfast so I can focus on the bigger meals? I mean, these became day-to-day -day issues that I really had to focus on before I settled into a pattern. And as it is with everything, um, the needs and the requirements of the child are never far behind. You know, it, it's not that it's a huge sacrifice to have to make, but no matter what you do, your actions, then uh, your thought process, everything kind of needs to factor in the impact on the child. So the initial couple of days when my husband and I were just big time into cleaning house and everything, we noticed that we didn't spend as much time with our child. And, and you know, he was again becoming a mini couch potato with his eyes peeled on the big screen. And we had to cut down on that. So we had to make some adjustments to when we got up in the morning or, you know, how we did the work, when we did it, how much time we took to do the work. And we we initiated some family processes like we'd get up in the morning, sit in a, a triangle, hold hands, do a little bit of stretching exercises and discuss how the day would be. Something like what right from what the menu would be like to what chores we would do. Or what are some of the things we would want to do as a family to kick back and relax? Those are all things we started talking about. And initially, those are the things we never would do. I mean, my husband would probably find it hokey. I would think, oh, my God, who's going to get the two of them together in one room to start with? Who's going to make sure this kid sits still for two minutes and then we can discuss it? But, you know, we did it. We actually did it. And um, somehow the time just went by. The time went by. It was uh, choppy on and off. And uh, overall, the underlying thing was that it was a bumpy road, not terribly, 
and some days it was just oh my god shoot me now but beyond all of that now that we're sitting at the end of the year and there's a holiday coming up and i can envision beaches i can envision beer i can envision sunsets and sunrise and my books and my camera and i can just i can picture my son happy i can picture my husband happy i can picture them splashing around on the beach i can picture you know taking um all these snapshots of them like a stalker without them knowing and it feels amazing and and it just feels so uplifting that i don't know what to do with myself i mean i can't wait to i can't wait to start off i i know we have a couple of days left and the funny thing is that um we don't really do christmas christmas not because it's not in our religion i get gifts for um you know of people i'm close to the the kids who are part of my family and everything but i never get a christmas tree it, it just wasn't in my dna to get a christmas tree and this year because the holidays and everything seem so sketchy and the place that we thought we might be able to go to our holiday was waitlisted i thought screw it you know even if we can't do anything else we'll do a couple of day trips i had a few places marked out i have whatever i like gets bookmarked and i have this obsessive habit of categorizing things you know okay these are day trips that's one folder uh, overnight trips that's another folder and i thought that okay let me make this holiday season special so i went and i got a christmas tree a fake one so we, you know we can keep using it i got decorations uh, a friend of mine came over with her kids and my son and we decorated the tree it's a little sparse i mean i didn't put tinsel i didn't put candy cane and but the thing is it's a tree and you know it, i started feeling good ever since i got the tree and we put it up in a place where um you know it wouldn't get run over in my house which is a very common thing weirdly enough and we got the tree uh one day and the next morning when i wake up i find out that our holiday has been approved you know i mean there's a vacancy and and we get to go to one of our favorite places so while i'm not terribly fatalistic i'm totally looking at that christmas tree as a good luck charm because i got it I let go of my expectations and I thought okay let's start a brand new tradition um you know we'll open presents and we'll we'll we won't have the hot chocolate and marshmallows and all that stuff but we'll still have fun you know the holiday season will be full of holiday cheer and now it is going to be full of holiday cheer but in the way that we might have done it in a non-pandemic non-covid world and for that I'm utterly grateful and you can expect to hear a lot more from me because um road trips with my child are anything but dull and um after 5 hours of getting cooped up in the car with a sarcastic wife my husband unleashes these extremely pithy sayings which i i really have to document and share with all of you so um cheers to the start of the christmas holiday keep tuning in uh i would love to hear back from you like always and uh, do come back to me with suggestions of stuff you might want to hear getting into the new year ciao